You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. and girls ladies and gents welcome to another episode of stadium miguel it's your favorite uncle silk it's dan and delatory just uh throwing my camera on there silk uh in the last second just like me getting to my wedding same corner same time but we got some hot bats man how y'all boys feeling y'all good mm-hmm. nick tired. how are you feeling buddy tired um really need united to not have any delays tomorrow Mm-hmm. Um, a lot to ask for. <laughs> tough, tough scene. Not trusting uh, United Airlines. So, uh, yeah, tired. Uh, we got some writing to do. Last game of the year. Clear eyes, full hearts. Get, get home. Have you figured out your haircut situation uh, out out there? It's uh, it's it's a Spanish barber shop, uh, so they don't do reservations. You, I'm just gonna have to walk in. Uh, so I land, I leave Omaha at six in the morning. I think I get into, um, I think I'll get into Gainesville around three mm-hmm. and, uh, I just gotta, guys gotta drive there. Just gotta yeah. sit. You going to fades and froze or Jay's five Oh three. That's okay. the spot. If you, if there want, if, if you want to have a welcome party, I'll be at Jay's five Oh three, hopefully getting uh, my haircut. Right when I steps off the uh, the team PJ, right there at Gainesville yeah. uh, Airport. Need to call. Need to call DJ. Hey man, need those miles for uh, for tomorrow for Tuesday. There's only a few of you guys. Why can't they throw you on the uh, the PJ? They brought a lot of people out here. Florida yeah. brought on the first wave. Brought including players, uh, UAA staff, friends, family. Mm-hmm. Kids, friends, yeah. kids, friends uh, brought ninety-five people out here. Uh, Todd, Gold, yeah, I think Scott Strickland left and came back. And the second wave, there were more people. Todd Golden was on that wave. Um, Buddy, did we pay for Scott Strickland's assistant, whose dad was the head coach in Virginia, that was on TV for like five straight innings to fly out, or her dad take the, uh, the check? Yeah, you didn't see know. it. But we did. Um, I did. Oh, oh, oh! Um, in that Virginia game. Yeah, that's a tough scene. I feel bad for her. Um, yeah. That was an awkward matchup. Dad is uh, coach of Virginia, and she's been at Florida for six months. Yeah. Um, I think she works right under Scott. Right, works works yeah. for Scott. So works for Scott. Mm. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if she paid her way out or if she was on in, in that group uh, that came out, but that's awkward. Like, you don't need to put her on TV. Yeah, her, for her. on TV. Um, you don't uh, – that's like the Kim Mulkey treatment from 2017. I'm sure Kim didn't ask to be on TV or to be identified as Kramer Robertson's mom seven times a game for all of – you know, all seven of their games in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, well, haven't seen Kim. Haven't seen Kim out here this week. Uh, as the LSU women's basketball coach now. Yeah, probably. Uh, somebody's got to take care of stealing money from the Children's Hospital. Silk, what was your uh, what was your weekend like? 
Uh, great times, man. Uh, both kids' birthdays was is in it's pretty much seven days apart. So, uh, sweet sixteen with my daughter. I uh, got to hang out with her, her friends, and and kick it. You know, time's flying by. Kids mm. getting old, man. That means I'm getting older, bro. But uh, enjoyed that. You know, a little family time, and then I had some stuff on the wife side of the family that kind of happened yesterday, man. So I'm. Uh, Wife's cousin passed away, so it was just like a little roller coaster ride of, you know, emotions. You know, good times celebrating with family, and then two days later, uh, uh, got to get some other things together as far as, uh, you know, arrangements and whatnot. So, on uh, the little roller coaster ride of emotions, man. Outside of that, man, you know, not not bad at all, man. Enjoying myself. Good deal. Good deal. Well, let's get uh, the show started. We're going to talk a little Gators baseball, um, what's happening out in Omaha. We'll talk a little bit about some transfers that have come in. Then we'll talk a little bit about football recruiting and uh, and wrap up there. But as always, we want to give a shout out to our friend Alan Horn, who is the title sponsor of Stadium and Gale uh, from State Farm uh, there in Georgia. But if you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, and you are looking for auto, home, life, renters, or business insurance, give Alan a call. 706-692-2888 or visit him at allenhorninsurance.com. No better time to shop around rates, especially as a former Florida Gator baseball player himself. Go check out allenhorninsurance.com. All right, Nick, uh, since last week, the Gators have won. They've gone, I think, 3-1 and one since last Monday or 2-1 and one since... 2-1 and one since last Monday. So... Gators advance, a couple big wins, uh, ultimately get there by beating TCU. They win all three of their first three games uh, out in Omaha by one run, uh, and then they lose to LSU in game one on Saturday night in extra innings, um, five to four, right? And then yesterday, the Gators uh, absolutely destroyed LSU. Uh, The score was three to one LSU going into the bottom of the second inning. Uh, the Gators rattle off 23 straight runs to win 24-4 to four yesterday. So, Nick, talk to us a little bit about the last week in Gainesville – or in Omaha, sorry. No idea about Gainesville. Haven't been there in 84 years. Um, Florida, Florida, by way of going 3-0, and um, that third game – uh, against TCU was a roller coaster with Jack, with Jack Cagnon. Um, that first inning, he struck out three, um, but he also walked three and had two wild pitches. So uh, keeping you on the edge of your seat. Uh, Florida gets the win by way of winning and going three and zero. They're they're allowed to rest everybody while you know LSU lost game two to Wake Forest. They had to play four games in four days. Um, their pitching staff is is stretched thin. Um, Paul Skeens, who is the best pitcher uh, in the country, had to throw against Wake Forest to get into the final. And now, if you watch the game, uh, you've heard that name before. Uh, I was was told Paul Skeens was talked about for most of the 24 to 4. Yeah, every time Florida was rounding the bases yesterday, they highlighted his mustache, yeah. It's not a bad mustache, Dan. You wouldn't know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. but shout out to Paul Skeens. Uh, I don't no, know. He, no, 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 no. He, we won't be doing he, that. He, he went to the Air Force. Uh, wants to wants to uh, somehow defend our country or serve our country. Um, but he is six foot six, and I think that's too big to fight fighter jet fighter jets. Mm-hmm. So 
Is LSU um, team full of like uh dads with, with plumber jobs? Man, they look like a very old team, man. Yeah. Um, like veteran car mechanics. The guy that hit the uh, the home run in uh, extra King innings Bo- on Saturday. King Beloso. Yeah, right. he no joke. He looks like a guy that's forty years old, probably a middle, a middle manager at a a good year factory. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth year senior. Hmm. Like I think it's I think it's I think it's the facial hair. I think uh Florida Sul- Kevin O'Sullivan's a, a Yankee guy. Uh, that doesn't yeah, doesn't hurt. Um Kevin O'Sullivan's a Yankee guy, so they are clean shaven. This is probably the longest I've ever seen their hair allowed to be. Um and then also if you're if you're winning, you're not gonna change things. So I think there's even some stubble on Florida's faces. LSU, um, they've always just been, hey man, have fun. Um so you've got some some weird facial hair. Um, also, there's there's some there's some not to body shame. They've got some bodies on that team. Bad bodies, uh, out there, man. Uh, Riley Cooper, who came over from Arizona with Jay Johnson, their coach, uh, is the lefty. Uh, does not look like Florida Gator legend Riley Cooper. Um, no, looks like three of him stacked together next mm-hmm. to each other. Um, yeah, LSU's, LSU's a, a little bit of an older team, but not, but not as old as uh, my Twitter mentions were asking. Uh, I, I felt like even though as bad as we played um, the game one versus LSU, it felt like we had some better plate discipline. We still could have won that. Yeah, it, it's tough. The the kid type through, it's, you know, scientists, uh, physicists will tell you that uh, the ball cannot rise, but out of when you're at the plate, the way that he throws the ball with the backspin that he gets on it, um, the ball will look like it's riding up on you. And and I think you saw Florida take some pitches right down the middle, anticipating the ball to ride like that. Um, and then it's frustrating watching on TV when you're swinging at balls that are here, um, you know, at your eyes, and then watching them right down the middle. Um, but it's coming in at 97 miles an hour. You're making very, very – millisecond quick decisions so ty floyd had a great game i mean broke the record for strikeouts in a game um you got sometimes you walk to the park and the pitcher just has it and you got to tip your cap to him um florida was a little bit more selective but it's uh you know i've watched i think this is game 71 i've watched 70 games this year mm-hmm. um that's Florida's an aggressive hitting team. Um, they they have big swings. They want to hit extra bases, extra have extra base hits and hit home runs. People are screaming at me who, you know, God bless you, but just parachuted in and they're like, why aren't they bunting? It's like, well, they, they, just they, haven't, bunted, they haven't bunted all year. You're not going to mm-hmm. start doing it now. Uh, Florida's team, uh, the hitting philosophy is hit and jog. Um, but it's been a great World Series. And uh, I think – in baseball, you don't always get. I think a lot of times in basketball, you'll get the best team will win. In football, I think we see over and over, especially now with NIL and with the transfer portal, the best teams are winning. Um, in baseball, you can just run into a hot pitcher. Coastal Carolina won a national championship. Like hmm. Coastal Carolina, Carolina's football team. I don't know how big you would have to expand the the, the college football playoffs to have them win a national championship in football, it's probably just not going to happen. I think the three best teams in the country all year long were the last three teams playing in Wake Forest, LSU, and Florida. Um, So we've had a great great World Series, some great games, and uh, one more. One more. 
So the Gators play tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time uh, out in Omaha. Uh, and then you can go welcome Nick back, win or lose, at uh, the barbershop at 3 – Eh, give it three thirty tomorrow. What uh, a wild, what a wild come home party, Silk. Doing it at the barber shop. Right now, the Gators are plus one fifteen underdogs today. So the Tigers are LSU is minus one forty five to win, um, according to our friends over at Sports Line. The over under on the game is nine runs. Um, so you can bet on that should that be something of interest to you. Um, I like the Gators as always, especially to beat LSU. Make sure that all of those jello shots that otherwise aren't going to charity were all in vain. And um, I hope you enjoy the bayou. How you feel about uh, – before we get off of baseball, how do you feel about uh, Cags? Is, is, he, mm-hmm. is he starting this game? It was a little rough. There's a lot of big anxiety. I, I ran through a lot of my supply. Uh, watching him start that game, man, a lot of seemed like erratic pitching at some time. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like he was in control. What, what do you think about that? Florida's the only team in the country that has had three pitchers start every single game on the weekend. Now, when they play like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes they've switched who will pitch first, who will pitch second. Um, but it goes to show you how consistent the weekend pitching has been. So, like I said, you're in game 70, 71 now. You're not going to change that. I think Jack Caglion will have a short leash, um, maybe like one of the like not even a leash, maybe like one of those '90s chokers yeah, little yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he gets in trouble, I think Florida will quickly go to Ryan Slater or Cade Fisher out of the bullpen, uh, Red Panda forever with Cade Fisher, and then Brandon Neely because you. So Florida did not want to throw Brandon Neely or Cade Fisher yesterday. But they would have. If they needed to go with Brandon Neely, um, they would have gone with him, you know, in a close, tight game on Sunday night. But uh, the game was neither close nor tight. Um, And Florida was able to throw uh, St. Thomas Aquinas legend, Blake Purnell, Mm -hmm. great coaching by Coral Springs legend, uh, David Cop. Cop. Um, And Nick Ficarota. Purnell hadn't thrown in a month. Ficarota had thrown just – three and a third innings. So you, you use some guys who hadn't really um, played a huge role in, in the tournament. So you're able to, to get rest for the guys that you want tonight. So Florida comes in with Jack Caglio is pitching on short rest uh, really for the first time uh, in his career. So how does that affect him? Um, and then the command silk, the command with him has been an issue all year long. He's coming off of Tommy John surgery. This is the first full year he's pitched since Tommy John. So I think, one of the last things to come back is your command. And uh, he's been working hard on it just to have repeatable commit, uh, repeatable mechanics to be able to throw more strikes. Um, but I, I don't think that there's, you're not going to see Jack out there walking guys for three innings. If, if it mm-hmm. becomes clear that he doesn't have it um, on Monday night, Florida has three guys, you know, that they can go two innings, two innings, three innings. Um, you'd like to maybe go tonight, you know, shoot. I mean, I guess if if Jack can throw six scoreless, you're not taking him out. But I think he'll he'll have a short leash tonight, and Florida's bullpen's rested. Uh, Nick, we do have a question there from Chris Sorley. Appreciate you listening, Chris. Uh, who's pitching tonight for LSU and Florida? I know you just mentioned Cags. Got those four. Yep. Yep. Um, for LSU, I know that there's some discussion. Maybe. Yeah. Um, committee. Paul Skeens is the best pitcher. Um, 
in the country. Uh, I don't think that that is even up for debate. Uh, maybe Rhett Lauer, uh, Louder from Wake Forest, but Paul Skeens, for my money, is the best pitcher in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is he has thrown 243 pitches in the last nine days. Mm. Can, can, you, can, you, can you use him? Does he want the ball? 100% he's going to want the ball. He's going to ask for it. Um, as a manager, when a guy who is probably going to be the number one overall pick in on July 9th, so however many days that is in a, in a week, a little over a week's time. I believe that's 13 um, days if my math is mathing. He'll probably be the number one overall pick. Um, that comes with cash in in as high as $9.7 million. Mm. Um and if I'm that person's man, if I'm that person's agent, um, I'm freaking out. If I'm that person's dad, I'm freaking out. If I'm the manager, I don't know if I can live with myself. If I put this kid out there because I want to win a national championship, he wants to win it, and he blows his arm out. Yeah. Um, Paul's, six, Paul's 6'6", 250. He's big and strong. He can probably handle the workload. Um, I think you would have to have him on a pitch count, uh, clearly. <laughs> Um, what is that pitch count? Is it 20? Is it 30? Is it 40? Someone said 60 the other day and my eyes kind of like a lot of pitches open. That's a lot of pitches. Um, and then do you start him and think, Hey, we'll just see how long he can go. Um, he's pitching on three days rest after throwing 120 pitches. Um, and this isn't like the major leagues. I know a lot of people, um, look at it and they're like, well, everyone pitches on five days rest in the majors in, in college baseball, Paul Skeens pitched every Friday. So he would get six days in between every start. He's got a, ro- a routine to, you know, run and get the lactic acid out of your arm, um, get stem work, get a massage, throw, um, do a bullpen. So it's not the major leagues. This is college baseball. He's usually on a one game a week schedule. This would be the third game he's pitched in 10 days and he's thrown a hundred plus pitches in the first two. So yeah. it, it, to me, it, it, I see both sides. It's the last game of the year. You have a chance to win a national championship. He wants to compete. He wants to pitch and play and win a national championship. He has a very long career ahead of him. Yeah. Um, while winning a national championship is cool. It's he's going to go on and do bigger, better things. Uh, unless like he stays on the team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unless he stays you like in, to hear. you know, <laughs> You want him to be selfish. I want him to be selfish, you know? Sure. I watched but him pitch the other day. He's an incredible pitcher. I'd hate to mm-hmm. not see that in the major leagues. Would love just, you know, rest tonight, you know? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's great. Uh, but also, what do, you, what, what do you look like? Um, you've never pitched on this short of rest after throwing this many pitches. Are you I, – I mean, I, I tend to think Paul Skeens will be – Paul Skeens anytime he's on the mound. But that, that's the biggest question. That's a million-dollar question. Um, well, if Ty Evans up in Jackson for two grand slams in the first inning, then. Yeah, you know. talking to some uh, um, some national writers, they said that Jay Johnson has a history of uh, kind of using arms like this. So I, uh, I will not be surprised A to man see. of no ethics at LSU. It's just things that just surprise me. I, I, uh, I won't be surprised to see Paul. Um, but then – do you save him to close out a game? But if you're not in a situation where you would close out a game, then you don't use him. So I, I, I wonder if they would start him and maybe let him throw the first two, three innings, uh, see where his pitch count is. But um, this guy's legit. <laughs> I think he's got like 219 strikeouts to 21 walks on the year. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, if he does pitch today, I hope the knee pads are the uh, the knee pads are brought by the announcers because they will be on their knees the entire game while he's in play. So just make uh, it sweeter. Nick, makes the win sweeter when they just uh, you know hyping LSU like that, man. We just scored like fifty runs and they still talking about LSU and and mustaches, man. Um, how historic was was both? We're gonna get off of baseball, but I know the, the game one versus LSU was like a historic number of strikeouts. And then we mm-hmm. turned turned around and had a historic uh a bad night. Uh what what how significant was both of those nights in baseball world? Um okay. <laughs> We're gonna run long here. Uh Florida yesterday. <laughs> Florida yesterday broke the school record for wins in a season uh with fifty-four. Jack Caglione broke the single season record for RBIs in a year. He broke the NCAA BB core record, which is the, the BB core is the technology for the bat. They changed the bats to make the bats worse because uh, guys were hitting balls too hard. Um, that's why, like, um, I think somebody hit, like, 57 home runs, I think, or 47 home runs, 57 home runs, something like that is the record. Um, and, like, the bats they were using were, like, trampolines. Balls just fly off of them. So... Uh, that record is never going to be broken. So it's the BB core era with 33 home runs. Um, let me pull this up. Make sure I have all of the all of the the records. Florida is, I think, six home runs uh, was tied for the second most in a College World Series game. Uh, LSU hit eight in 1998, and those were with those hot bats I was talking about. It's the most home runs at the field. Um, uh, what else? I think White Langford became the third player ever to hit 20 home runs in back-to-back seasons. Um, I thought he ended was, game one, bro. I jumped out of my seat and I was like, oh, and then he caught up. If, like, if that ball is like an inch or two higher, Florida's dogpiling yesterday. Uh, and that's so. baseball. That's baseball. And then that inch or two higher probably is if his bat is tilted one millimeter differently, gives you two more inches in the outfield. Um I guess, hey, what's the last one? The last one is 24 runs um, is the most ever scored in a College World Series game. Nice. It was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, yesterday was a historic game. Um, I, I heard the uh, ESPN announcers seemed very disappointed um, about Ty Evans' grand slam. Did they tell you, um, did they tell you what kind of uh, – Beard balm Paul uses to get that little twist. No, they, uh, it, was, it was the most anticlimactic home run I've ever heard of my life. LSU's home run in the bottom of the ninth felt a lot like Flores field goal in the Las Vegas pool. Yeah, no, but uh, when uh, the Gators hit there, I think it was the first home run. I don't think it was the grand slam. Hmm. Maybe somebody in the chat can help me out. I forgot. But anyways, it was an early on home run in the game. They had six, so it's, Hard to forget or hard to uh, to remember. Shout out to Ty Ty Evans. Ty had played in three three games the last month. Um, he was in a really bad slump. Uh, got replaced in the lineup by Tyler Shellnut. Um, and uh, something that really sticks out to me about this Florida team is just that there's no egos. Like Ty Evans would be starting for a lot of teams and wasn't for the last month. There's guys Blake Purnell, Nick Ficarota. They would have major roles on other teams, and you can quickly get upset. Um, about how you're being used, and you see that all the time across sports, football, basketball, baseball, guys leaving, being upset, you know, becoming a cancer in the locker room. He didn't. Gets a call uh, to pinch hit 
in, against Virginia, hits a double, then a home run. Um, Ty Evans has as many home runs in the College World Series as any player ever. Uh, he also has as many home runs in the College World Series as he had during the regular season. You know, he's a gamer, showed up, uh, shout out to him, shout out to the, the whole team. Um, you know, I know a lot of people were uh, getting mad at the top of the lineup uh, for the way that they've they've played. And Ew, that, that ended. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of um, tweets got deleted yesterday. Obviously, you know, you you want more and you expect more and, and hopefully they, they continue tonight. Uh, but that top of the lineup really came in. Um, came in strong yesterday, but but with their absence over the last few games and few weeks, uh, the bottom of the lineup and the middle of the lineup really stepped up, and the Gators have put themselves obviously in a great spot to hopefully win their third national championship in the month of June uh, mm. if they can get this one between golf, track, and field, and baseball. Um, so absolutely incredible to see and hope for um nick we're going to stick on baseball but uh, before we do that let's give a shout out to our friends over at home field apparel go visit homefieldapparel.com use promo code stadium and gale all one word at checkout get 15 percent off of your order some of the best shirts and vintage t-shirts for the florida gators as well as about 80 different schools go check them out homefieldapparel.com promo code stadium and gale at checkout uh, Nick, uh, before we move on from baseball, uh, Gators did get three new transfers into the program over the last week or so. Uh, right-handed pitcher Kelly Austin from uh, UCLA, catcher Tanner Garrison, uh, and third baseman Colby Shelton, uh, who's from Alabama. Uh, give us a, a little bit of an update on, uh, on those three guys transferring in. Uh, you are on mute. Um, Florida needed a, with, with BT, um, making money moves, uh, advising money moves. Um, he's out. Renee Lashers is out. Salvi Alvarez, um, is Salvi and Renee are leaving. So that only left Luke Heyman, um, who's only caught a handful of games this year, uh, is really DH and played first, um, as the only catcher on the roster. So they needed to get at least, I think, in my opinion, at least two. Um, you get Tanner Garrison. I think he's a, one of the best pitch framers, one of the best defensive catchers that they could get. Luke Heyman has a, a little ways to go in terms of, um, his, his defense, but clearly, uh, a, a, a phenom offensively, um, can really hit. So Florida gets a defensive catcher in Garrison, a guy who's older, uh, and the last time they went to Coastal Carolina for a catcher, it worked out with, uh, Raya Pell. So, mm think that clears one need and they'll go for someone younger maybe uh either flip a a kid that's committed or uh, a junior college player who's played a year they'll try to go younger to get a third catcher for the team next year um i think when you look at kelly austin really really good pitcher uh he doesn't have like electric like brandon sprout not 100 mile an hour fastball hurston waldrop 97 mile an hour fastball um, but he has great command pitches to both sides of the plate um, and I think he was a third team all American. So he's not a slouch when I say that he doesn't have electric stuff, but he's, he commands the ball and throws strikes. I think they'll use him out of the bullpen. Um, Brandon Neely has been great in the closer role. He was, I thought was going to be Florida's Sunday starter this year. Um, but I think with the way with the Jack has not been able to command or the way that Jack has been throwing right now or was throwing in the, in the fall and then in, in the early spring, 
you can't have a guy who has the potential to walk seven batters in a game be the guy you go to in the eighth and ninth innings. You can't walk people at that point of the game. So they asked Brandon, who thought he'd be a starter this year, to take one for the team, go to the back end of the bullpen. And I think the reward for that will be that he will get the opportunity to start games next year. So you'll have four pitchers there. And I think Kelly Austin fills that Brandon Neely role at the back end of the bullpen as your closer. Uh, and then getting Colby Shelton is the big one right now. That's the biggest transfer portal name um, that has committed anywhere. Uh, freshman um, from, I think his parents have relocated, but originally from Florida, um, hit 25 home runs last year. He'll, he'll play shortstop for Florida next year. Um, in Florida with Cade Curlin, Jack Caglione, um, Shelton, and there's another guy who hasn't announced yet, don't want to blow anything. Um, Yo, don't want to ruin anything for uh, someone's announcement, nuts to but say I, right before your wedding, so <laughs> below and nuts. Hmm. Um, don't want to ruin anyone's commitment, but Florida might have like 180, 80, 90, 100 home runs in the infield next year. Mm. Um, they're going to be fun. Colby Shelton hit 25 last year, uh, freshman All American, freshman All SEC, really, really good player. Uh, and Florida's not done in the transfer portal. I think you'll see them look to add another outfield bat, um, maybe a center fielder. Um, we'll see what happens there. And you're going to get a bunch of guys transfer out of Florida um, as well after the World Series. I think that's just a system of the the talented recruiting class they have coming in and the guys that they're adding in the transfer portal. I think uh, you know Florida has, what, five in right now. Um, but I think you'll see – um, some more guys hit and, and some guys that are even out here in Omaha uh, will end up transferring because, you know, in, in baseball, you only you have two years for some guys if they're uh, sophomore draft eligible or three years. So um, I would just say don't freak out when guys start entering the transfer portal. They were obviously waiting to see what happened in Omaha. Uh, don't want to hit the portal and not get a national championship ring. I tell you right now, recruiting's thriving in every program, basketball, baseball, football, golf. Uh, whether it's portal, high school recruiting, every time I turn on uh, the Bird app, I see some good news when it pertains to recruiting mm. at Florida. So uh, the flagship is flagshipping right now. Mm. Maybe another big day for uh, for the flagship in recruiting. Man. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute. We'll see. We'll see. So I didn't. We we didn't oh, even get. Hey, pause. <laughs> there were twenty four runs scored yesterday, and not one shout out from you. Uh, the game got started, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And then I had to do the roll-up. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. watching, and I'm also was dealing with um, emergency in the family. So, you mm -hmm. know, uh, consoling the wife and all of that. So I had the game on, but I can't be excited uh, about mm -hmm. the game. <laughs> A but I, was, I, was just, I'm, I'm, I was just waiting for the shout-out to the runs. Yeah, shout-out to the runs. Shout-out to the runs. Show. Big, big runs. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout-out mm -hmm. to the LSU uh, uh, pitching staff. <laughs> for being uh, a little bit of a laxative for the run. Had a lot of fiber for breakfast on Sunday. Big laxatives, man. <laughs> Let's close uh, this well, thing out, though, man. I wouldn't, like, I'm ready to celebrate. We, we, we checked out the baseball team at the top of the year versus mm -hmm. the Miami game. Uh, dance energy in, 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 uh, in the outfield. Poor, poor right fielder. Yeah, man. I, I would like to credit Dan for igniting this whole run yeah. uh, early no, in the season. I appreciate man. that. I'll, um, Nick, just put me in touch with the jeweler whenever they make rings. I will. Um, yeah. You know, it's not Andy. 
Andy doesn't know a guy? No, Andy is a, a tailor. Uh, I get that, but 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 Hong industry. Kong, a tailor. I feel like Andy is a tailor, but Andy would know a guy that could also. Not sure why you think that, Nick. Uh, he's in the wedding world if he's making suits. So I see yeah. what Nick's talking about. If I'm making suits, I probably know a ring guy that could hook you up. Maybe. D doing this wedding, everyone knows somebody. You get a photographer. Hey, I know a videographer. The DJ's like, hey, I know this. Hey, I know a caterer. I can get you this. And you're like, what, what kind of backroom deals are we doing here? Hmm. Well, gentlemen, let's get uh, let's get on with the show. We got a lot of uh, important things to talk about. Still, I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at the Gataverse, G A T A Verse .io. Go support Florida Gators, uh, NIL, uh, athletics uh, partnerships. There are a few announcements that I want to bring up uh, from them. They are on July the twenty second. Be uh, they are going to have a fun fest. Uh, related to the TBT team that they uh, that they have playing in the uh, the ESPN event for a million dollars, tickets are going to be ten dollars. Uh, they'll we'll, we'll share some more information from you. Uh, it looks like it's going to go from three to five. They're going to have a fan fest, uh, activities, meet and greet, uh, music, autographs, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, there's going to be a, a number of players uh, from the uh, the different sports at the University of Florida current student athletes that'll be there. And then after that, uh, there will be a TBT exhibition game. Uh, those tickets are $25 uh, and they're going to have a bunch of other former Gator legends out there as well. Uh, you can buy each ticket for $30. They're available at Gatorverse.io. Uh, they also have a VIP package, courtside seat, VIP suite, and access to the That's fan fest right after party all for $175. So again, a lot of things go check it out. Gataverse.io go support the, uh, the basketball, uh, the TBT basketball team that they're putting together. Uh, a lot of former great Gators. Uh, that what date is that there. game? That uh, exhibition will be on July 22nd. My birthday, man. I might have to pull up, bro. Pull up. Pull I kid, I'm being North Carolina, but it sounds like a great time. I wish I could be there. <laughs> well, Silk won't be there, but that doesn't mean that you can't be there. Go sure. check them out, Gatorverse.io. Do you want to shout out a couple of comments here, Nick? I think that there are some questions uh, for you. What are the Gators wearing today? Has that been announced yet? Uniform YouTube is here for you. You Muted, are on Nick. mute. Amateur hour today. Yeah, it's his first time doing a podcast. Bro, I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired. Um, Nick, wish we so lost, man, so he could be home right now. I could tell. <laughs> ah, that's going to get me killed. Um, I think pitchers usually, uh, the starting pitcher usually dictates what they want to wear. Um, oh. Florida wore the script uniforms on Fridays all year. When Sprout pitched, they always wore blue. When Hurston pitched, he pitched yesterday, they wore blue. To me, I'm not washing the jerseys. I'm wearing blue again. Uh, just tell Jack, hey, buddy, we're pitching in blue today. Hope you like that jersey. Um, but they typically would wear uh, orange jerseys when Jack pitches. They did not bring their gray uniforms here at all, which is why you've seen them in white pants the whole week. Um, so it, I, in my opinion, it will either be blue or orange. They, uh, they don't have the black jerseys anymore, right? Uh, the black jerseys went 0-1 last year, and I haven't seen them since. Mm. Very good. I like that culture of letting the pitcher choose to choose uh, the unis. That's dope. Yeah. Listen, like everyone, all the batters wear every jersey. You know, they're playing every game. If you're only pitching one time a week, hey, coach, I like the way this jersey fits. Can I wear this and be comfortable on the mound? Yeah. 
yeah, man, please be comfortable on the mound in uh, the last game of the year. And then uh, DeAndre Gosius and Nick enjoyed you on the show this morning down here in Birmingham, Alabama. Shout out to Cole Kublik and Greg mm. McElroy. Chopped it up with them this morning. Yeah, definitely shout out to Cole. Um, all right, gentlemen, we have um, some exciting news to talk about for the Florida Gators uh, football program and recruiting. Uh, if you have not listened, please make sure you go back and listen to our last episode. We did a pop-up show on last what was that, Tuesday morning? Um, yes, sir. Obviously, a lot of things happened uh, over the last, uh, I guess, two weeks now uh, for Florida Gators uh, in the recruiting department. Um, we talked a lot about it uh, last week. We went over uh, all of the players that committed. And then on Monday of last week, the Gators got three more. Uh, and while I pull up that list of, uh, of folks right now, the Gators sit number three uh, in the country uh, regarding recruiting, uh, Georgia is number one, Ohio State's two, Florida is three, Alabama's four, and Michigan is five. You have to scroll all the way down to 14 before you get to another in-state rival. Uh, but that's where the Gators sit right now. Um, so as of last week, um, the Gators had not gotten, when we last did our, our show on Monday, they had not gotten – um, Jamonta Waller. Uh, Jamonta Waller is a linebacker, edge rusher, uh, six one, almost two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, Nick has not called in the uh, the favor to uh, to up his uh, star ranking. Although there is something interesting, we'll talk about star rankings here in a second regarding Georgia. Uh, but Jamonta Waller committed last week. Um, again, I know that we talked about it last week, but you guys want to give any more high level discussion on Jamonta Waller? Man, big hit, man. Like I said, biggest, I think, uh, defensive end commit since Dante Fowler, who was a five-star. Uh, I think 0-3 is going to clear up some ranking uh, and adjust some things that will make him a consensus five-star. But uh, absolutely one of our best hauls when it, when, it, when it pertains to defensive line. Hopefully we can get LJ McCray to join the fold, uh, wrap things up. I know he's saying that he's going to make a dis December decision, just drop the top five. But uh, Spencer Chaos, man, my guy, Coach Chaos, is killing it in the trenches. He got some wild three five two dogs uh, doing their thing right now, but an absolutely great get. Uh, you pull up on Lane Kiffin, who was talking absolutely greasy about our coach. <laughs> you know, throwing some subs out there. We got him to start deleting some tweets and backtracking on what he was doing. Uh, but you pull up in Mississippi, which is a tough area to pull uh, number one recruits out of. Uh, to pull him after such uh, dramatic news with Austin Simmons uh, reclassifying and going to those guys, so uh, great timing. I love that Billy got aggressive. I know people had this take about, you know, so many recruits leaving uncommitted. Uh, but if you look around the country, we're one of the hottest teams uh, when it pertains to recruiting. And I think Austin Armstrong, while we did recruit defense well last year, uh, I think Austin Armstrong is bringing some different type of closing energy and we're getting some different closing. He's a, a lot like a must champion Kirby energy-wise. And Billy seems a little bit more reserved and calm and cool, collected which I like out of a head coach, but uh, energy-wise, I think there's a big difference between Armstrong and Patrick Tony, and you're seeing some of that uh, closing on the big-time guys this summer. And I like that we're stockpiling those guys in the summer before the ball gets started. Yeah, that's definitely probably uh, the biggest um, surprise of this recruiting class, I would say, so far. Um, obviously, the Gators have done very, very well. But of the players that uh, that probably weren't expected or, or expected to pop so soon, especially with uh, with Waller having an announcement date set, 
you know, a, a couple of months out from when he, you know, ultimately moved his uh, announcement date up to, um, you don't, like Silk said, get a lot of top ranked players out of the state of Mississippi. You don't often go head to head against that, that big end state school and grab them. You know, Florida's had some success uh, out of Mississippi over the last few years, but for this new coaching staff to come in, to connect with the family, connect to connect to Jamonta um, and uh, ultimately have him come in. I mean, this kid is incredible. If you look uh, at 247, he's a top 30 player, and he's a five-star. If you look at ESPN, he's the number 16 overall player in the country. If you look at Rivals, he's the number four overall linebacker in the country. This is a, a who's who of, uh, of linebacker commits uh, that the Gators got. So um, you throw him in there. Uh, he's an edge rusher, but from a, a also you know stand-up linebacker perspective, him, Miles Graham, uh, and a Darius Hayes, who also announced that he's shutting down his commitment. And then you add in Aaron Childs, who committed to the Gators last Sunday. I, you're, you're not going to find a, a better linebacking class in the country this year. Um, or historically for us all the time. It's a right. historic haul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, last Monday, Marcus Mascall, uh, the offensive tackle, six foot four and a half, uh, 290 pounds out of South Gwinnett in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, announced his commitment to the Gators. Uh, he is a, a three star guy, you know, projects um, to play a in a number of different spots along the uh, the line of scrimmage there, uh, but uh, you know, good get for the Gators there. And then finally, uh, Micah Boyro or Boyru, uh, who committed to the Gators uh, as well last Monday after we record. I, I think I'd actually have a right when we were on the show uh, last week. He's a three star guy um, whose rating is is really all over the place. Uh, some places rank him as the twenty fifth best. Uh, often our defensive linemen in the country and some don't have him ranked at all. So obviously there's a lot of time to tell, uh, but uh, Micah Boyro uh, is going to be, in my opinion, a, a fantastic player. Um, yeah. Georgia heavily wanted him six foot five, 350 ish pounds. I know that there's some debate about what he does weigh, uh, but moves really well, uh, all things considered. So um, Gators had another big week and, you know, ultimately climbed back up to number three in the country uh, in recruiting. Yeah, Burro is going to be a really good one. I got him penciled in as a 7,500-type talent uh, when it pertains to ranking when it's all said and done. I think he's going to climb uh, here in a little bit. But you see the offers uh, going down to Bo Cut, Kirby, and us, and we're able to pull I pull him. But I like the way he worked out at Friday Night Lights uh, this past mm -hmm. Friday. Uh, just a very fluid athlete for somebody that big. Uh, the way he moves is very encouraging. Uh, they're saying he weighed in at 340, but – uh, the trenches, man, trench monsters. That way, that's where you win these battles at, man. We're creating death. We don't really need these kids to come in and play right away uh, mm -hmm. because we stockpiled last year, and then we brought in some guys from the portal. So uh, you just see an incredible death. Our defense has been not the same. Even when Mullen was here, it, it wasn't your University of Florida traditional defense. Uh, we're starting to stockpile the linebacker position. We're not tweeners, but true linebackers, defensive linemen. It, it, like Zach Carter put out a picture and was like, yo, why, why, why do these kids look bigger than us and we're in the league right now? Uh, so you can see the size difference, even though Zach Carter is a huge guy. Gervon Dex is a huge guy. And you see these high school kids stand next to him. They're dwarfing them. Uh, so the size in the trenches, I don't want to make light of it at all. Uh, they're actually absolutely in their bag right now and they're cooking. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
Silk brought up a, a few good points there. Do want to talk a little bit about today's uh, announcement uh, as well. The Gator, there is an announcement from Jere Hawkins, um, wide receiver out of IMG Academy, 5'9", 165 pounds, uh, four-star, um, is ranked somewhere, depending on on where you look, um, you know, somewhere around the, the 200th ish player, uh, you know, north, south of that, uh, in the country, uh, originally from West Virginia, uh, was uh, deciding between Florida and Penn State. Uh, he was originally going to announce his commitment on July 1st, but moved that to today uh, at, I believe, 1230. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, Silk, Nick, what do you, you guys feel pretty confident about Hawkins committing to the Gators? I feel good. Steer- Sure, steel, line, steel line from uh, Billy Napier. Verified speed. Big verified speed. 10, 3, um, 100 meter. Cooking. Incredibly fast, for sure. Um, His original think, commitment day, I think, was the 26th, and he pushed it back to the first, then brought hmm. it back to the 26th after Penn State's visit. Yeah. Uh, so you had a, a, a take um, about – where he fits in speed-wise matching up with the Gators' last uh, haul. Um, do you want to expound on that a little bit about the uh, the freshman that just got on the campus? Uh, just top-end speed, yeah. you know, it's going to be incredible. I know we talk about the historic races of, of Chris Rainey and and Demps and all those guys in the past, but you get into world-class speed with Aiden Mazzell, Eugene Wilson. Um, those guys can straight out fly. Uh, and then you bring in a guy like uh, Jare Hawkins – who's another guy that's, you know, top-end speed, one of the fastest kids in the country. So um, I would like to see a foot race between the two. But, you know, you're looking at the, the slot position. I also had to take two. I know we were after uh, Tawaski Abrams, the Florida State slot commit, and he's another speedster at the slot position. But I'm cool with slot at this point. Looking at the depth mm-hmm. chart, you got Eugene Wilson last cycle. If you get uh, Jare Hawkins this cycle, which we feel good on, I'd rather just get another outside guy. I like Harley Gilmore a lot the kid that reclassified, or maybe some other options. But I think I'm cool with slot as is, in my opinion. Or you could just hold off Abrams until signing day, I would say. But I would try to get uh, more outside receivers, guys that are over six foot. I I don't want two receivers on the 5'10 in the same recruiting class right now with where our depth chart is set up. That's just my opinion. Um, But top-end speed, you know, being able to separate, that makes the the quarterback job a lot easier. We're going to have some weapons to throw to for sure. Yeah, no, Jure Hawkins, uh, like like Silk said, Nick said, um, you know, obviously a speedster, you know, a shorter guy, uh, but but you do need to round out that room uh, from a, just a, a talent perspective and a speed perspective, and and what different players can do and different tools, right? I, you know, I know, you know, when when Billy Gonzalez was here for the second time, you know, the time that he was here under Dan Mullen, a lot of people were just kind of complaining that they all of the wide receivers were tall and a little bit slower. Um, you know, definitely possession wide receivers in Florida has really gone out of their way over the last, you know, few, you know, what are we, what are we at now? Right. 18 months, 19 months under Billy Napier now to really try to round out those rooms with verified speed. Like Nick said, bring different tools and different skill sets to the table rather than them all being, uh, you know, carbon copy, uh, cookie cutter, uh, printouts of each other. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Again, that commitment is today on, uh, I believe Big it's a, I'm sorry. No, I was just talking to the people. Big fire, man. Y'all had y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all you get your emojis time. ready. Uh, sure. Get your memes ready. Um, 
It gets champagne ready. Yeah, it's our timeline. Y'all just own it Damn. all all summer. We're gonna go ahead and do what we do. Everybody been talking greasy. Everybody just been waiting on any moment yeah. to dog the University of Florida. So man, y'all enjoy it. Everybody yeah, that's know. been crying and complaining, this is your time to shine, man. Yeah. You know what? You know what this is, Silk? This is just the big dogs barking. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Somebody's yeah. gotta do it. You Somebody know, a lot of a lot of hype. Yeah. I don't have to, we don't have to hype. We just we just celebrating the results. We don't have to like make dog gifs and, and you know hype up imaginary scenarios of our coaching staff actually recruiting well. It's just the results are coming in, so just let the let the tweets fly and enjoy the vibes. Never too high, never too low, though. You know, it's never bad as it seems, and it's never good as it seems. Just just bye bye. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, I do like Isaiah Williams, and he could absolutely fly as well. Him being yeah. injured, I see somebody. Shout out to C.J. Dorsey in the comments here. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Williams is an absolute gem. Uh, his rank is going to go up even higher this year, but he was out injured last year, so that's, you know, hindering some things. But I'm hearing great things from him uh, in, in the camp circuit. And it, when he's fully back from um, injury, I would like to see what his 100-meter time looked like as well. Yeah, no, I am, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to see what um, – um, <coughs> What what he's I'm sorry what what he's able to do um, you know post injury and everything else um, obviously there's a ton that Florida uh, is excited about for him they took his commitment it's a guy that probably is a little bit under the radar when it comes to recruiting services and everything else um, but had a lot of exciting um, you know game film before that and, and hopefully comes back from from his injury and you know Soak I know that you've mentioned a few names I know Florida is going to continue to recruit um, you know the big wide receiver names around the country. But uh, when you look at, uh, you know, Florida's class right now, it's starting, you know, the defense looks really strong. You probably want a few more pieces on that defensive side of the ball, especially the defensive back room. Um, and then if you look at, you know, offense right now, you have your quarterback, you probably are going to want one more running back. You probably are going to need at least one more probably wide receiver. And then, you know, a couple guys on the offensive line, but you know, right now the class is looking Looking incredible. Absolutely. Old vibes. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is some uh, – Jarek Gibson is a name, a running back name that a lot of fans were um, have heard about for a long time. Originally from Gainesville. Hasn't played here uh, in a few years. He commits um, to Texas. I mentioned it before, uh, Darius Hayes. Uh, who visited Miami a few weeks ago, um, Miami fans, uh, Gabby, um, got, definitely uh, got their hopes sold up. He's definitely a fan and not a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, long essays about uh, hiding the visit, uh, goes down to Miami with uh, what they believe his sister, uh, who is down there. Um, Miami fans get in a tizzy. They're ready for the uh, Life Wallet bag uh, to be dropped. Darius Hayes to uh, to join the Miami uh, football program does not happen. He shuts down his commit. Is there a life wallet bag? So, uh, Nick, great question. Um, as of last week, we were we needed a plan, uh, and I say we as a shareholder. It is partially my business. Um, had to put a plan in front of the Nasdaq uh, to make sure that we can get above that dollar mark. Um, the plan was submitted. We also don't have financials though. Um, mm. So we are we are months and months and months behind uh, on that getting done. Um, um, would it would it hinder being able to put a plan together uh, with, I guess, redacted and or missing financials? 
Um, not only are they, they're, they're not just missing, they, they're materially wrong. Um, just they, they're incorrect. Uh, everything about it is, is just shows an absolute, just tomfoolery from the executive branch of this uh, business to, uh, to conduct a, a business. Um, and I, for one, am, am disappointed and concerned that my have, um, investment. Say do, you have, do you have stock into the life sports uh, media team in there? I don't. The um, department. Do you guys get any tie into that or no? No, no. Um, Bogo deal on that stock? No, that was that's that's not available. Um, the content is rough. I would say um, <laughs> not. If if we did have ownership of Life Wallet Sports, which strangely is a different branch than <laughs> Life Wallet, a healthcare app. Um, don't quite understand the branding. Um, don't really understand any of it, but yeah, as a shareholder, these are things that we're waiting on answers. What about right now, we can't even get our financials, let alone have a discussion on branding. You're not, you don't have any ownership <laughs> of the 707 team either. It's a bad deal, bro. Uh, no, there, there's nothing there. There's been silence. I don't even have a request to, to go over any business that mm -hmm. we've had for over <laughs> a year. There has been no actual <clears throat> business run as part of life wallet in, about a solid nine months from a legal SEC perspective. Have you have you considered buying the dip to maybe help boost the stock? Uh, essentially, doubling down on the company that that you have invested heavily. No, because I don't. I don't think Nick. It, there's a chance that it will go back up. So mm. that's the thing about buying a dip mm. is that you expect right. it to go sure. up. Um, we Personal are on a fast track to delisting. Yeah. Mm. Tough. Yeah, we are. We are in a. You know, down in South Florida, they have those express lanes that are like yep. a ton of money during rush hour. That's what HRV we're in. We've cleared the lane, and we are just driving straight south um, on our uh, stock investment. Mm. It's it's like watching Jeray Hawkins run, and how quickly can we get to zero? Speed kills. Speed kills. Um, thankfully, that your, uh, your company's struggling because, you know, we don't have any battles with recruits like we did last year. Um, so. It uh, is definitely a cross that, that I've had to bear. Yeah. Mm. It is well, Dan, what uh, I do and how I care about our program. Uh, there was a lot of discussion last year that I was tanking Florida's recruiting class and it was my fault. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm putting my future retirement on the line mm. so that we I no like longer it. have to deal with those issues. So I, uh, I will take your financial situation uh, into consideration when Lauren and I look uh, at whatever the wedding gift was. Oh yes, um, and if it's no, just your limited because of my if, it, if if it's just your presence at the wedding, uh, we I mean gas is expensive, so thank you it for is. using whatever shekels you have left after might, investing uh, in Life Wallet uh, on on driving up for the wedding. Might ride a bicycle. You leave tomorrow and be there in time. Um, gentlemen, any uh, any final thoughts? And no, uh, <coughs> a lot of baseball talk that. today. Um, Shout out to Ricky Castillo. I don't, I don't know if we mentioned him last week. He won his first ever Corn Ferry event. Did really well yesterday. Yushin Lin was in the top 10. I don't know where he finished, uh, but at some point yesterday, his first golf outing on the Corn Ferry. Uh, but any other topics of conversation, gentlemen, before we head out of here? Uh, Friday Night Lights. I thought yeah, was, yeah. Let's uh, talk uh, a little uh, bit about it. Yeah, I thought Friday Night Lights was a good vibe from what, from what I heard. I like that they laid the foundation of the 2024 class already this cycle. And then you bring some of those commits back into town a week after they committed, which is already good vibes brewing. And then you bring in some of the top 
2025 uh, recruits that you're you're, you're uh, after uh, to get them to hang out with some former players, some commits. So I know we've been talking about Friday Night Lights kind of dwindling down, but I thought it was a, a, a nice event this week, this this year. And if, if it's the vibes of of solidifying or getting that ball rolling for the the, the, the 2025 that next class annually, I like the way that's set up. You know, um, and they, all the feedback from it, all the press from it was good stuff. Uh, they made individual videos for Kyrie and uh, Gravon and all those guys, Brandon Spike that were coming back into town. Great job by the entire staff, the media, just a lot of strategy involved. So uh, definitely like the re the resurgence of Friday Night Lights. It's a different that, vibe, but I liked it. What do you think happens to Friday Night Lights over the next few years? Do you think it it's kept as something similar to this? Um, it's certainly not going to ever return to the camp that it was before. And I think part of that has to do with, you know, certainly timing. Uh, you know, you have a lot of players that are visiting, you know, at the time that was. But recruit, your recruiting just changed so much. Right, the calendars um, changed a ton too, yeah. You know, you, you can't have an exclusive invite-only camp. It's against NCAA rules. Um, I think, you know, you can uh, print very smallly. Uh, on the bottom of anything, you know, hey, by the way, if you bring 50 bucks, you can also camp. Um, Friday Night Lights just blew up into such a thing because of the the caliber of player that was there. And in the timeline of recruiting, it was the last thing before high school season started, before camp started. Um, so no one was really doing anything. I think Urban saw a gap in the market um, and invested better than Dan did in, hey, let's make this huge event. And it's just changed over the years. Other people do it. Um, the recruiting cycle has changed. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went away with Friday Night Lights because it's not and really hasn't been what it was. When Friday Night Lights started, Ronald Powell is on the field working out um, and going through drills. And then There's it no turned into – and then it turned into, okay, well – Florida wants me, so I'm going to go to Friday Night Lights because everyone goes, but I'm not going to work out. And then you'd have, you know, okay, Jerry Judy's working out today, and then you're watching him do one-on-ones, but that's the only thing. And now it's kind of like there's so much other stuff going on. So Friday Night Lights hasn't been Friday Night Lights, what it was, you know, originally born as in in years, not taking away from anything. I'm not saying it's an indictment on Florida. There's a lot of factors into it. But it's not the Friday Night Lights that we remember and that you freaked out about, you know, back in – 2007, eight, six. Yeah. I think you, you just adjusted like they did this year. You you, you go to 2025 class. You bring in 24 mm -hmm. kids, but they're winding down the end of their summer. So they're yeah. not going to be in workout mode. Uh, you even had Lagway not come up, uh, come out because he just finished, you know, camping, did some elite laughing. So he's moving around a little bit. But if you're going after that soon to be junior class and you bringing in the top notch kids, what they did and they're competing. I think that's the vibes, and you, you adjust it that way. You solidify your current class, and then you bring in the elite kids from the next class to possibly work out, create some chemistry there. Um, I like the way they had it all set up. They had some big dogs in town, um, some guys that we're going to be getting in on the recruitment of that we weren't in. Uh, Jamie French, he may end up deciding on Bama. Uh, he's deciding July 22nd as well, uh, and, and we're not in his top five, but after he comes out this week, Billy, you know, was able to get in his ear. He's coming back out with mom. So you, you're able to get some guys from the next class to come in and you get into their recruiting while you got some good buzz going on. So 
I'm, I'm not mad at Friday Night Lights if it, if it turns into that. And then you mm -hmm. keep getting the former players to come back into town. I know we didn't get a bunch of the legends that you would want to have Janoris and, and, and Joe in town, you know, even Ahmad and, and Major. Mm -hmm. You want more of those guys in town, and you got next year to do that. But I, I would like to keep the, the, the culture of bringing former players back in because that's building culture. You see Bama mm -hmm. do that. So you, you bring the former players back in, you use your current class, and then you start working on the next class and getting that chemistry going. And Friday Night Lights is turning into that, and then you still do your cookout at the end of July, that that's your new big event. I, I'm not I'm not mad at the strategy at all. I mm -hmm. wouldn't scrap it. Yeah. No, uh, CJ uh, said, CJ Dorsey, Friday Night Lights is perfect for future classes, help with DJ <clears throat> Lagway last year. So, um, so I think you make a, a great point. Um, it was good to have some legends in this year. Hopefully you can continue to grow and bring that back around. You know, it does seem like the staff is very focused on on reconnecting with those old uh players that, that played at UF, the names that you're familiar with, uh, and the guys that the, these kids can learn from. Um, but uh, what we're hopeful, I know that there's a, a July barbecue that is probably a much bigger recruiting event for both this class and the upcoming classes as well. Uh, so be on the lookout for more information there. Shout out to Shannon Snell, uh, who's going to be cooking up the barbecue for that event. Doesn't have any vegan options, so. No vegan <laughs> options. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he threatened you uh, for even asking. Threatened uh, man. Right. <laughs> um, do want to also congratulate Bree Wade. Um, you guys all know her. She is on the uh, the Florida Gators recruiting staff. She just got promoted to director of football recruiting and external engagement. Um, so that is a, uh, a congratulations are in order for her. Um, she still reports to uh, Katie Turner, who's the assistant athletic director uh, for recruiting strategy. Uh, and then there was a departure that we didn't talk about, made it way, made its way on the timeline. Uh, we talked about her when she got hired, but Sierra Griffin, who was a former um, on-campus recruiting coordinator for the University of Florida, is now the director of recruiting for Arkansas. Um, mm. I think she's Sorry. only like Sorry, 24, 25 years old, so... Congratulations to her. Congratulations. Now she got to live in Arkansas. That sucks. But, she uh, does have congrats. to live in Arkansas. Hopefully it's only for a year or two and she can uh, bounce up to whatever the next uh, for sure. um, better place to be is other than Fayetteville. Um, Nick, um, somebody on on three asks if you have any idea who's replacing Sierra. They wanted a hot list of names. So did you come up with that? Hot list? It's crazy. Brother, I got one more baseball game. A wedding, and I'm in Europe. That that news will break, and I will be miscuzzy. Miscuzzy. I like that. Um, Silk, you have a couple people in the uh, the chat asking when your Twitter release date is. Oh, mm. man, I'm working on that, man. I appreciate all the love. Free Silk, man. Y'all get that trending. Uh, Y'all harass Twitter support. Tell them to let me free. But I got my man Ben Chase working on it. I got some, some partners out in Cali trying to get me free. But we we working on a release date uh, for my old Twitter account. But if you want to follow me, I, I'm I'm using uh, Silk's Burner. I think that's the tag <laughs> or the at that I'm using right now uh, to stay under the radar. Because if you make new accounts, they they get you out of there for that as well. So I'm mm. using the old account. If y'all want to check me out on there, I'm definitely kicking some Gator game. Uh, let's talk some real quick, real quick. I do want to talk to DB board because I think it's super mm. interesting. I had a lot of people hit me up in okay. my DMs about uh, Jameer Gramsley. Came back on campus uh, after yep. all the, the big big commits happened. 
Uh, he's a kid out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, yep. Family, big Gator fans. Uh, Bama seems to be the team that was trending for him. Uh, we got him back on campus uh, randomly for an unofficial visit, uh, and he kind of put us in his top three, four, five, or whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just interested to see how it all plays out. Jamari Howard seems like a kid that's going to wait to the very end. I know we have him how on our board. Wardell Mack has been on campus several times. Yep. Uh, he's planning on coming back for the barbecue. I would absolutely take Wardell Mack. I know uh, regardless of the ranking that uh, Corey Raymond may not have him as high as even uh, Teddy Foster. But right now, I think that's our, our, our DB board. I think it's Teddy Foster, Wardell Mack, uh, Jamari Howard, Grimsley. Yep. Uh, you had Kevin Levy, uh, the kid from the 561 here. He hasn't worked out for the staff. Neither did Jet Denson, so they don't have committable offers. So right now, I think that's our DB board is those four guys. Um, if it's up to me, I would take my three and kind of vibe because Jamari, mm -hmm. Jamari Howard is giving me weird vibes right now. Yeah, no, Sog, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head. And I know um, LSU strangely lost a couple uh, defensive back commits over the last uh, couple of days there. Uh, but uh, Sog, you mentioned Jamari Howard. That's a guy that I'm a little surprised, uh, you know, with the way that he was visiting Florida and then when he did decommit, that he did not commit to another school. I know FSU's entered the picture for him uh, as well. Zay Mincy as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, I Zay Mincy. Yep. Big, big, um, those are, are probably the, the biggest names that, that I would probably pencil in. Um, I would say I, I'm intrigued about why Jamari Hart, Howard has not committed anywhere He's yet. Shopping. So up. Uh, He's shopping a little bit. He was he's back shopping. at Michigan State, even yeah. though he did commit. He was just back there this past weekend. But I think he's playing. He's playing the game, the NIL game. So it's so a traditional South Florida recruiting with him. Yeah. So I, I feel probably less confident about him now than than I did before. Um, Wardell Mack is a, is a guy that I know he's ranked highly. You know, we've heard some conflicting reports about where he sits uh, on Florida's board uh, as a whole. Um, I know we mentioned Kai Bates before, uh, the guy out of uh, Edgewater uh, in Orlando. Don't know. He hasn't been around UF um, you know, as much as you would expect um, You know, if you're getting towards the, where we're at in the year from a recruiting cycle. Teddy Foster, I know, is a guy that the floor is very high on. Um, you know, he's a guy that's only been playing football for a few years now. I know that he really liked Florida. I know that he's really starting to get hit up by a lot of different schools now. He wants to see that process out. Um, so while I think that Florida still sits in the driver's seat for him, and I would not be expect, or I would not uh, be surprised if he's not committed to Florida by the end of July. That's a name that that I think that he's going to shop his his name around. Right? He didn't get the treatment that some of these other guys got. Uh, and then Zay Mincy, um, you know, a guy that's shopping around to a number of the Florida schools. I think that Florida probably sits in the best spot for him, um, you know, out of those schools. But a, again, a, a name to look out for. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look through some of these other names here. Um, you know, Amari Sanders from Gulliver Prep at one point, you know, was kind of connected to Florida. Looks like he might be turning to Nebraska right now. Um, you know, Juwan Johnson's a guy that committed to Flo or, uh, to LSU last year um, or earlier this year. I'm sorry. Um Yeah, the last month. Um, and I know that Florida, you know, is recruiting him pretty heavily. Is that a guy that, you know, is potentially still on the market, especially with LSU losing uh, a few commits, Jameer Grimsley as well. So I think we've probably mentioned six names. I think of the three that they get or so, they'll be from that six. I don't know if there's going to be any 
additional entries into that group? What I would like to ideally see is Zay Mincy decides uh, before he hasn't put out an official date of, of when he's going to decide. He's been a little back and forth and undecided on that. But I would like to see Zay Mincy in the fold. Love to see us, uh, you know, close the gap. Usually, uh, hearing some good things about. I know we're, we're catching up a little bit, but I think we could we could close the gap on Bama. We could get him into the fold, and then Teddy Foster. I'm cool. Whatever we get after that is is, is a plus. You know, let's lock this thing up, and then we could. You could have Jamari Howard and fight for that and, and see what happens on signing day. But let's lock three of them in, you know, and have a historic defensive haul. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Crawford, I know somebody asked about him. He's from uh, from Parkview uh, High School in um, Lowburn, Georgia. Uh, right now it looks like Auburn and LSU are leading in that uh, recruitment. It uh, doesn't mean that Florida can't still um, – get in. I know that he visited uh, LSU a couple of weeks ago. I know Auburn feels really confident about uh, him as well. So I'm not saying that it's not a possibility, but of the six or seven names there, um, he's probably not in that list. And they're just looking out for running back as well. I know we, we lost Chauncey Bowens. Want to see that, that uh, you know, get us get an RB2. I like Kanan Daniels a lot, um, but I'm still on the lookout to see who's going to be that guy that they really go after. I know Lyle, the STA, uh, shout out mm -hmm. to Nick and his peoples. Uh, the STA running back is a guy that's already committed to Ohio State. I don't know if they're going to double back on how aggressive they get with him, but uh, interested to see how running back two plays out as well. So I got my eye on that. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the, uh, the old running back list here uh, of players. Um Let's see. Gosh, you're going to have to go far down in this it's list. Um, that doesn't mean that there won't be more that offers. Do you think that Florida might go after a guy like Stacy Gage? I know he just committed to UCF. Uh, I know Florida. I know a lot of the, you know, Miami, Florida State, uh, and Florida all kind of cooled on him. But if you're looking for a second back, you know, that's a, that's a name. Um, Anthony Carey, uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he did the the traditional. I'm I'm too good for the the big three. I'm gonna go out of state. He just committed to to Michigan State uh, the other day. You know, I love yourself. Potentially circle back on him. Um, Rod Ganey Jr. Um, is a guy that's um, six foot, 175 pounds from Tampa Bay Tech. Um, you know, obviously here in Tampa. You know, he's looking at at Florida, USF, a number of other schools. Uh, Tovani Mizell just committed to Kentucky a few week or a few days ago. Is he a guy that Florida could go after? They offered Malik Kesley from a Plantation High School um, as well. So these are names again to to look out for. Uh, but I don't know where Florida goes for RB two right now. Yeah, Makai Danzi is a guy that they're after. He just officially visited uh, Florida State this past week. He's actually a Florida State lean from the from the Panhandle area, uh, but another verified speed track guy. He's competing in a lot of big time track events this summer. So it's been tough trying to get him on campus. Uh, he said to Florida State this past week to Florida State writers that he may make a summer decision. Uh, maybe we could push that back, but that is a recruit that I do like uh, as far as like all purpose back top end speed. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of uh, potential and upside for what he brings to the table. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. One minus going into the portal as well. Not stressing running back. Yeah. Most of these running backs now we're talking are rotational guys. Not hard to find uh, rotational backs. I thought we lost an elite back in Chauncey Boynes. Uh, but from the pool of guys we're looking at right now, they're rotational guys that, that have some talent. It shouldn't be hard to find one of those. 
And then uh, a lot of questions here, uh, Silk, about Jordan Ross. Um, Jordan Ross, a, a five-star. <clears throat> Ed, six four and a half, two 215 pounds, um, ranked anywhere between – uh, the the twenty six or the between the twelfth best player on two four seven sports rivals has him as the eighty ninth best player uh, in the country from um, Birmingham Alabama um, you know Florida Tennessee and Georgia all recruiting him very heavy uh, have you heard much about Jordan Ross a guy that we've talked a little bit about in name uh, but haven't really dove into his recruitment here on the show yet. I've heard some good things about Jordan Ross and where we stand is recruiting, but you know, all of this is also business, you know? Uh, so I, I want to see what our NIL resources look like after getting a guy like Jamonte Waller in the fold. I don't know if our resources at that position, we absolutely need him. Uh, edge rushing is down. Like I don't, he's not a luxury. Uh, I think we do need him in his class. I hope we find a way to, to, to close out. Uh, I like where we add his recruiting. I think we lead what, from what I'm hearing. But it's going to come down to some other things that are outside of just plain recruiting. Um, hopefully we can close, man, because we actually absolutely need rotational guys at, at, at weak side defensive end. Uh, we're lacking in edge rushes, man. I think it's one of our biggest holes on the roster at this point when you're looking at roster management. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for him. See how it all plays out. I'm still a little, little confused on when he's going to sign. I heard some people say he may take it all the way to sign today. Uh, and I also heard that it could be a surprise right before the season. I heard the same thing about LJ McCray. Even though he dropped the top five, there's some people that think he may pop before the season. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out, man. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in getting a guy like Jordan Ross, adding him with with Waller and, and Hayes and Lagway and Graham, all already five stars or, or very high fringe five stars, um, the, that's what we've said on this show that you need to do to be able to compete. Obviously Florida, you know, needs a, a lot of talent infused, but, but what's Georgia, what's Alabama, you, what are those programs doing? They're bringing in three, four, five plus five stars every year. And you add Jordan Ross that puts Florida at four, right. Or at least three, depending on where you look. And that's what Florida needs to continue to do to put those building blocks in place so that you're competing at that level. Cause it's not just as good. It's not good to just finish in the top 10 because that can put you at number seven in the sec. You really have to bring in those elite game changing players. And a guy like Jordan Ross is that a Darius Hayes is that DJ Lagway is that Jamonta Waller is that right? Absolutely. I also feel real good about Chance Robinson. I know he visited Miami this weekend. He told them everything they needed to hear for him to get out of there without being held as a hostage. You know, we don't want no hostage situations with the kids. But I like our chances on Chance Robinson. We'll see how it all plays out. Billy going to do his thing when it comes to re- recruiting receivers. I know people uh, hit the panic button earlier this year uh, when my man out of uh, Tampa committed to LSU Moore. Yeah, TJ Moore. TJ Moore committed to uh, Clemson. Uh, and then everybody hit the panic button about what the board's like. But as you see, even with my man French, uh, the, the, the kid that's going to be deciding, the 2025 kid, uh, they speak highly of Billy's track record with receivers, even when he was at Alabama. It's going to be really? very good while he's here. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out. But Chance Robinson, man, we got you in our crosshairs. Miami, alert your people. Or don't. 
There, there you go, Dan. Dan know, Dan know the procedure, man. I know the vibes. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, and I forgot uh, Xavier uh, Philosame also five starts to that. If mm. you add Ross, um, you know, we're not saying that we are. We're just saying if you did Lagway, uh, Graham, uh, Philosame, Waller, all five stars. Um, five five stars. I don't know when the last time Florida had that. Maybe that 2010 class. Boys recruiting, mm. man. Yeah, boys recruiting, recruiting. I can, I can, bro. I don't have to lie no more about recruiting. It feels good, man. It does. You know, we could. I think we could have had these same vibes last year, but we had, we we had a mold, man. Things just seemed to be a little bit smoother. Um, but mm. it's some guys last year. I think we could have closed on. We could have had back to back elite years. And I think the biggest difference was just you know getting some getting some people out of the way, and it's running a little bit smoother. We're not running into any bidding wars. Haven't been any Miami battles like that. All the battles we yeah. had with Miami, we ran down on them. It hadn't even been a back and forth situation. And we're going to see how it all plays out with chance as well. It would seem the South Beach well has run dry. That's what it seems like, man. Shout out to Dan for, you know, investing in such a shady outfit. Yeah. Again, my cross to bear, but what I do <laughs> on this program. Uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we do our quick and final ad read? And then get everybody on this ago. Uh, oh, quick programming note: uh, as you guys are well aware, Nick's wedding is this weekend, uh, Friday evening. Everybody's invited. Yep. <laughs> and Everyone, everyone's everyone's invited to uh, go to the wedding website and uh, hit that honeymoon fund. Yeah, uh, invitation, open invitation. Uh, and then Nick will be gone for two weeks, so uh, you get Silk and I. Uh, just the two of us chopping it up, um, as always. Uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's let's try some type of competition to see who 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 substitute teaches uh, for Nick while he's out. So we got like a fan of the show or a writer or somebody just sub in for Nick. We can switch it up each week while Nick's out hmm. just to, just to make it interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, right. it, will, it will not be me. I think there will be a divorce if I'm uh, podcasting on a Monday in Rome. I'd be probably like a Monday evening in Rome. The backdrop would be fire, though. Just, Great backdrop. Yeah. Dan it's like on my phone, on my phone, walking through the Coliseum. It's the same, different corner. Just different time. No corner. Borders. So, if you know of anybody, or if you want to give us a uh, a list of somebody or a list of someone's that you would like to fill in, perhaps that someone is you. Right. Let us know. Apply um, for the job. Same corner, same time. Yeah. Get Shelton from High Top Sports to film. Don't know who that is, but uh, take a look. Um, but uh, but yeah, so let us know. Um, Nick, congratulations. Happy honeymoon. Happy wedding. Um, happy Omaha travels as well. Get me home, you name. Yeah, it's a, that's a lot to ask for. It's tough. It's I had Delta. Time. Listen, it's been a, it's been a, a forty. It's been a long. It's been a long twelve days. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has lots of uh, lots of sitting around. It seems like Nick a lot of time in between games. If you are there to cover just one team, yeah, really nice. Oh, and I <laughs> want to get uh, a quick uh, thank you to the Pinellas Gator Club who invited me out last weekend or uh, last week. Pardon me to see Kelly Ray Finley uh, and Ton Golden speak. Uh, we got some great. Uh, we got a good interview. Just Todd and I. Hanging out, chatting, and then we uh, 
we didn't get the fun part where we talked a little bit of rap music after that. Remember, uh, but go check that out. Uh, but to appreciate the Pinellas County Gator Club for inviting me to that. Uh, both coaches are recruiting very, very well. Um, I know Kelly Ray has a five star in this class. She's got a five star committed for the next class. A uh, lot of exciting stuff happening. Women's basketball, and then obviously Portal God Todd, a nickname that he is very familiar with. Um, had a great, uh, great speech as well. But, um, but yeah. So thank you so much to them. Silk, you have a song of the week. I'm going to get one final ad read in, and nice. we will take it from there. Actually, Nick, you'll be gone. Why don't we give it to Nick, and then Silk will build it back up for you next week. Uh, that was good, man. Nick, so think about that. Uh, maybe it's your first dance. Who knows? Uh, but want to thank uh, our friends over at uh, Alumni Hall. Go visit them, alumnihall.com, or go visit them on Archer Road in beautiful Gainesville, Florida. Again, alumnihall.com. If you are looking for golf polos, T-shirts, accessories, cups, mugs, anything that you might need, um, best selection in Gainesville and one of the best selections online as well. Go support our friends at alumnihall.com or visit them on Archer Road right next to the Lululemon that Nick shops at. Shout out to Lululemon, man. Lululemon. Right. Shout out to Lululemon. Shout out to Lululemon. And then Not pay attention. Please be a sponsor. Yeah, we're taking sponsors. Yeah, we are taking sponsorships. Big Lululemon fan. This is from Lulu. My shorts are from Lulu. So um, if you're listening, Mr. Lululemon, or, uh, yeah. Mr. Lemon. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Lemon. Uh, I do it for free chicken. <laughs> uh, Nick, you have uh, the song of the week. And then uh, Dre Hawkins, pay attention to uh, the Twitter timeline around 2.30. He'll be announcing his commitment. And pay attention to our YouTube. We're going to drop <clears throat> some content, uh, pop-up content. If it does go down for Florida, uh, yep. be on the lookout. Subscribe, like, all of that. Show us love. Share us on Twitter. All the vibes, man. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us uh, live if you're here live. If you're not listening, if you're listening to recorded, if you own you, we're quick, then. If you're on Spotify, if you're on uh, Apple and you're listening to us and you don't watch visuals, just go make a YouTube account. That's why our biggest listeners is Spotify mm -hmm. and Apple. But make a YouTube, subscribe, check out the visuals. It slaps a little different. Uh, we appreciate all the support, man. But subscribe on YouTube. Absolutely. Big shout out to Lion on the visuals. Oh uh, man, we about to slap on some uh, some visuals this fall. Can't I'm excited to do a lot of in person content with y'all. Uh, we're gonna get into the studio, uh, get some get some different stuff off, some different style content like we're doing with the Roll Up Network. But we're gonna do it uh, Stadium Miguel style, us mm -hmm. three, some Gator stuff in studio. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit this fall. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, beat LSU. Let's kick LSU's ass tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Nick, give us a song of the week, brother, and then we'll see you in three weeks. Um, not the first dance, uh, but it, this will be um, the string version of this will be what uh, Lauren walks down the aisle to. So we're going to listen to Callum Scott. You are the reason. Big Callum Scott fan. Yeah. Great voice. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. My first time hearing Great it. Great voice. Sure. This, this I might know this song, but I, just don't know, I don't know the name. This is definitely a different uh, ending ending song for for the pod, uh, but you know, uh, but uh, it's a wedding week, so these heathens could use some love in their life, Nick. Yes, yes, yeah. this is a beautiful song. Uh, so put some love in your life today. And listen to the song at the end of the show. 
All right, gentlemen. Well, we will see you at the same corner, same time next week. Go Gators, beat LSU, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Reason